0: Travelers and the of life. That's a another funny smell. <clears throat> anyway, eleven forty-four. Uh, <laughs> could be raining. The cloud is definitely littered with cloud. <clears throat> So yesterday, you know, as I was talking, you know, it started to rain and rain good. And then uh, so I went back in, licked my wound, dry myself and and then the the sun kinda of broke and I'm like, all right, cool. You know. And then I chose to go again and then it covered again and I got this time I got a little hell, little pebbles of ice. I mean didn't hurt or anything. It's just funny. I'm like, wow. And it started to pick up again and anyway, turned around again. Yeah. <laughs> I still got a little bit of a backpack weight conditioning workout out of that yesterday. And then I just called it a day after. I was like, yeah, until I go to church. Which of course, you know, you could have you could have said, Well, why didn't you take your umbrella the second time around? Good point. Fair point. <laughs> no excuse, no reason for or not for. Anywho. Anywho. Hold on a second. I have to say, I do feel like the, this goggling, I think it's helping. <coughs> it's tricky, you know, the, the whole placebo effect and all of those things, you know, in terms of what's really happening and what you think is, is more than likely not the truth. But, you know, it's still a tool and there's still value to it. I think the more you relativize it, uh, the better of you are. As I'm saying that, I'm looking to my left and then I can see the surrounding mountains here. And so you have, uh, the the peak is covered. So, you know, well, I mean, I don't know if it's a mountain or a hill. I don't know, uh, call it a, I call it a mountain. What the heck, that's what I'm calling it. But you can still see ice, snow, sorry, that remaining from yesterday, you know, on the top, because it had stayed there cold enough. Anyway, so it's kind of a cool sight. I have never seen that before, you know? Never seen that before. So as I've mentioned, you know, today it's gonna be a cold day. Uh, Yeah, I don't see that changing very much. So, but I was checking the forecast. That's like, in about a week or so, we're looking at like 16, 17 degrees. So basically, you know, that's, uh, you know, we still get a cooler wave to come. It was still early, but uh, you can see. Uh, spring is really it's i mean the the warmth is already coming and you know like 18 degrees on a sunny day that's going to be a warm day to do like a decent hike you know it's, it's going to be very nice but you, you're going to sweat you know so anyhow oh my goodness i just realized i haven't done the reading done. i have an assignment which is to to try to get this proofreading done by Next week, well, I will have it done by next week, but I want to try to get at least ten to fifteen pages a day uh, and i'm of course I'm not going to be doing a lot of amazing work because uh, the way he's writing it if well that's kind of a tricky one, but basically he asked me not to check is he, he wrote the book in Spanish and he's basically now realizing on a pilgrimage the majority of the pilgrims are going to be on French Camino. They're going to be English spoken, so it would make sense to to get an English version. And so, you know, he asked me if I would pre-read it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Even offered to pay, it, I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll uh, I'll, I'll check it out for you. And uh, as I started, I realized, oh my goodness, this is kind of like a Google Translate translation and uh <laughs> if you ever try to do any kind of uh, writing you know or to translate any kind of writing it just doesn't work that way it just doesn't work that way you just have horrible sentences the structure is it doesn't work the same it's it's a completely different format and so i was like you know I, I believe it might be a good idea to do it face to face because it's a lot of stuff is not really going to work and but then he was like, well, I just want it to be understood as long as what I'm saying is kind of understood. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And that's kind of a little surprising because I'm like, so you, it's something that you're not going to give away, you know? It's something that you're going to sell. And uh, and of course, you know, I'm not saying like what he's saying is good or bad, but I was like, well, if it's worth doing, it's worth being proud of what you're doing, right? Anywho, I don't know. But uh, I will be finishing it in the next uh, few days. You know, a few things where I basically highlight the whole sentence because I'm like, "What are you trying to say here?" <laughs> but the rest is just like, "Yeah, this word is not that good, and this one will be better." And I mean, not that I am the most qualified, but I, you know, I can fluctuate between those two languages, and I can, I can help for sure. I can help in a few languages, so I kind of realized I just forgot that. The rest of the routine followed the same this morning. Uh I don't know if you've ever heard of Philomena Konk. <laughs> she's this British, kind of uh right? basically. That's kind of what she's doing in a way, you know. She is uh which is funny and it's a little silly. It's kind of both. Because it's kind of going for the lowest common denominator. It's being a smart ass. So there is some wittiness in what she's saying. But there is some stuff which is just plain dumbing it down, you know playing very stupid. but I'm enjoying it. I have never heard of her before. I first saw her on uh, Netflix, so I don't know how many episodes there are. I'm not, I haven't been back on Netflix online. I have enough things that I've downloaded to last me for a while at the pace at which I'm going. But anyway, if you haven't, Philomenakonk, C-U-N-K, uh, check it out, if you like silly humor, uh, and of course being British and the accent and all. Anyway, not bad, not bad. Okay, I have a little action going on here for Sunday. <laughs> and, uh, it's interesting when you, when I'm doing the recording here, to become aware that you're getting distracted, that you lose, you know, your stream. Um, for me, of course, I, uh, I'm gonna have to put my hand in my pockets, it's cold. Uh, I mean, I don't have to, I'm going to, first get got all my beautiful recycle here, it's just interesting how... One can lose. uh, Where am I going to put that? I'll put it here. Uh, How one can lose where one was going, you know, and it's very, very hard to get it back, if not impossible. Kind of what a Greek philosopher would say, you know, you can never step foot inside the same river twice, and uh, that kind of uh, you step out of it. And then he kind of lost it. Anyhow. So what was I talking about? <laughs> it seems like I never. <laughs> I feel retarded. Uh, oh. I don't know. But you know what? I'll move on to the next one. I guess, as you I know, come back to Mio, oh, it wasn't that important to begin with. Maybe it was an icebreaker. So, you know, I do recycle. It's a big thing for me. And then, uh, yeah, you put things in. I mean, mostly it's plastic. It's really a lot of plastic in what I do. The the overwhelming majority, a little bit of glass, and then some paper and cardboard. And uh, realizing I have, uh, you know, like, um, what's the name of it? I forget if it's called organic farm or whatever it's called. It's like a, a Californian brand of organic lettuce, and then they have those kind of plastic clear tub, kind of big size. I used to get those at Chibi, which is a Texas chain of grocery store. And uh, basically, I have one of those here, and I use that for garbage. And basically, I'm not going to fill it up by the time I leave here. <laughs> It's like I have, I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel good about it. I'm producing, I'm producing. I'm, I guess, uh, I'm passing down almost zero garbage down the line because obviously, you know, the companies are the one that uh, dictate, you know, what I end up doing. Because if they were doing stuff that were not recyclable, then I would have no choice, like styrofoam, which you see almost none now, unless you buy something like a TV or, but if not, like in a grocery store, you know. Sometimes for some mushroom, but even now they are they are using plastic. But I was like, wow, that's a very very uh, small amount of things in the garbage, and it's kind of exciting, you know, the idea of that. As people keep re-engineering, you know, tinkering with plastic, you know, either making it more biodegradable or, or who knows what else they're going to be doing with it. That if you get that learning curve with people. You know, you make it to where it become kind of second nature, like uh, putting trash in a trash can, you know, like, uh, I don't know, but I don't think it was that long ago, maybe less than one people realize people used to throw garbage in the street. <laughs> and I guess it was people that were paid to clean, basically. You know, you didn't have the trash pickup. They were just people who come by with whatever and then pick up that stuff. And then now it would be unthinkable, the idea of just throwing, you know, somebody drunk might do it or... Or somebody in the dark alley or who's not seen but it's almost unheard of you know i mean people do you know later the road with their bag of trash i mean you do have things happening but the overwhelming majority is basically on board you know with the uh, put your trash in a trash can uh, <laughs> ideology i don't think he has a lot of uh, resistance anyhow. and then the idea that you you know you could have this kind of a uh, loop you know, close loop about, you know, a fingerprint, a footprint, I guess, more accurate, a footprint that would be more sustainable, you know, just kind of this idea of recycling and then doing something with uh, with that in mind. And, uh, you know, instead of this littering, and I don't know, it kind of makes sense, but anywho, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sad about that. Oof, my belly. I've indulged in my power bites here, quite a few. They are a little sweet, I don't understand. I have put 10 grams less of sugar than last time. So I'm kind of uh, uh, ah, titring, uh, titrating down, titrating down. I'm not sure that's correct, but basically I'm, you know, each time I make a batch, I basically, I adjust. To where I'm getting the consistency that I want and that I want in the flavor. So once you get your base, then you can start to play and control the changes you want to affect. Anyhow, well, well, well. Cold day, but uh, it's not breezy. But overcast, so it's going to be nice to walk. If I'm not getting rained on, I'll take it. I was surprised this morning, actually, when I woke up, because it was like, kind of sounds like rain, maybe. And then as I got into my routine, I realized, oh yeah, it's raining. So it rained for about four hours, I think, this morning. And then it kind of stopped, so see like drops of water dangling from the leaves of the olive trees, those olivos, you know, and they've done, uh, wow, right here, they've done major trimming on the olive trees, so those are going to be burned. They, all the branches extension, you know, the the big, thick one they use as firewood. You see people bringing in town and loading people places. And then the rest, they make pile in the field. And obviously, actually, even more so after a weekend like that, it's going to be ideal to burn them because the chance of fire, you know, are even less. Anywho. Anywho. Mm. So I went to church yesterday. I was actually surprised by the church bell, which is kind of nice, you know, Uh, half an hour before the mass. The church bell will ring differently and then 15 minutes before and then basically mass. And then those three times they will have that special kind of uh, uh, ringing or how would you call it? um that sound combination that's different the rhythm the hitting of the bells the sequence here we go the sequence the bell sequence and uh so they have uh, basically lent so for lent they have something happening before mass and uh yeah i have no i have no intention in participating to that Mm, i have i assume i don't know I have no idea, but it looks like it's gonna be every day. I don't know, possibly. So, you know, when I arrive, people are basically, you know, in a motion, they're basically finishing that loop that's gonna lead to mass. And so, you know, in a way, I'm kind of disrupting a little bit. I can appreciate that. (laughs) And uh, let me go, I'm gonna go pee here, since there is a car. It's coming. It can be funny if he was the owner of the place that I'm about to see him. Uh, But, uh, I mean, it doesn't change anything. But, you know, I thought, it's like, why wouldn't I, you know, go when those guys are going? Because I realized, Mass is okay. You know, to come for Mass, to come for about, you know, normally in a week, it's about half an hour. And the weekend one, Saturday, it's a longer they had a cool ensemble, uh, which was very nice, a duet, uh, a trio. Call it a trio. I don't know what you call the instrument. They are like wind instruments. They were very cool. Very, very nice. Those guys are actually pretty good, I thought. So that's different for the weekend, you know. It's only happening then. Uh, hold on, shit. I feel like I have shit on my shoe here. Yeah. Yes, I do. Well, no, it's not shit, it's dirt, but it just slipped in there something about the keen sandals being open you get stuff in Anywho, so you know going to mass that's fine more not and i've mentioned it before the the spaniard they have a way to really santissimo uh, uh i mean just just like you're the best you're the greatest amazing and it's just over and over and for me it's like that's too much it's just it's it's fucking annoying it's I don't know, it's so weird. It feels like uh que le están le mando el Feels like they're licking butt's uh gods butt by doing all of that and it just one of it just doesn't work for me. So I'm like, yeah, going to church is good, you know. If it was in a monastery, it would be more than likely different, but uh, actually bring an interesting reflection. You know, something that I've been thinking about is that could something being so versatile as to convey something completely different to different kinds of people, to different kind of demographic? And it could, become, it could remain relevant differently. Or could that be everything? Could everything be like that? You know, I talked about the story about the, the two monks. And then the experience with a guest and how one, his experience was, it was just pissed. And the one was, it was just a complete different experience, depending on a person. So basically it had nothing to do with the experience. And it, it all had to do with state of mind of who was there. And so, you know, I'm thinking about the Bible here. I'm thinking about, you know, reading Philokalia and, and being in church and, in a way feeling like it's kind of like a kindergarten, you know. And I do. I do like the priest. But there is something kind of monotonous. There is something kind of uh, impersonal, you know. Here you are with your flock, with your congregation. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying, uh, I mean, I'm not involved more than that. So I don't know uh maybe the guy is uh Esalici, you know maybe it's a shit who knows I'm not saying i'm not I'm not making a judgment, but there is this that kind of mechanistic part of it, and uh you know for me, there's no question that I see a value just uh, being there of the experience of going to church and taking part. there is something happening to me that just makes sense, but you know it's. It is not intellectual. It is definitely I'm not I'm not being rewarded or I'm not being fed and nourished intellectually, definitely not. Because it just doesn't make any sense for me. And I even wonder, I'm like could you could one have a kind of a not objective but a pseudo objective conversation in regard to their experiences? Like what is it for you? You know, you've been coming here for most of us guys, most of their lives, you know, I mean, that's definitely the older crowd. You have a few young ones, but the overwhelming majority is, of course, older demographic. And, uh, you know, you've been doing it for so long, you know it by heart. And, you know, and it's, of course, that that's kind of part of the fiber of your community. So, you know, it's it's even like, could you even have a conversation and think outside of it? Would it even be possible? I'm not sure. But the idea of uh, to that person, you know, that I might possibly, you know, feel a little condescending to because, let's say, quote unquote, maybe a little simple-minded in terms of, uh, you know, I want to be saved and God wants you, and there's just this kind of kind of childish way to talk to somebody in terms of what God is, why the what this heaven is, you know, what to be saved is, and you know. So there are many ways to, to look at it because when I'm reading Philokalia, I mean it's talking about it, but it's to me it's a complete different experience. It it's it, we're talking about something completely different. Even though I know they're extrapolating that from the same book that this guy, the priest, is extrapolating his sermon. But uh I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So like, could could it be, could there be things, special things, you know, specific things and few and far in between that are so versatile, that just worked in parallel universe, you know, that it doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter where you are. It still feeds you. Or is it something that can happen with everything? So that's something that I've been wondering, kind of going to church, something also to help me reframe my judging mind. You know, hold on. You know, like uh, when I'm in church, of course, when I'm in church, what would I not judge, you know? But, you know, basically people talking. So basically whispering or, wow, mass is going on because there is a lull, (laughs) because it is not non stop action, they will start, even when there is communion. You know, some of it's quite amazing to me. So I'm aware and then I have to I, I don't have to. I do. I want to I want to reframe that and I don't want to stay in that place of judgment. So it's like you know, I don't know you. It's like it's it's not about that and if anything, thank you for showing me, you know, how weak and I how weak I am in terms of my tolerance and flexibility. You know, it's like, is it really that big of a problem? You know, you chatting, you know, is it really affecting my religious experience? And, of course, I know the answer to that. It's just I get caught and I, lo- I lose my center. Basically, that's it. It's what it shows me. And it also shows me it doesn't take much. <laughs> it's quite amazing. It's like, dang it, that's it? Just that. It was enough for me to, to get distracted. My mind was that quick to let go of what I felt was more relevant to to that. And then it's kind of uh, internal gossip, basically. And so, uh, I guess using that situation, those situations, because there's quite a few, you know? And of course, you know, there's a, a high number of overweight to obese. Well, not, not that many obese, but definitely quite a few overweight people. So for me it's definitely a trigger to see an overweight person. Uh, it hasn't changed, you know. So there's definitely, you know, when you're talking about judging a true by its fruit, the true the true <laughs> the tree by its fruit. Which is actually the, the reading, the daily reading so today talks about that. Uh and also the ah the what's in your brother's eyes instead of the beam in your own the the straw, the splinter. I forgot what they call it, the needle, you know, before taking the step out of the the splinter. It's not a splinter, taking the, I forgot. But the idea of instead of uh, worrying about judging everybody else, you should really focus on yourself because it's really much worse for you than the good you think you can do by correcting somebody else, you know. You're not really equipped yet to know better. And so, uh, definitely definitely interesting. And I'm I'm aware, as I'm saying it, I'm losing my thought. And I don't have any excuse now. There's no truck, no car, no pedestrian. I am surrounded by olive trees in my regular route, you know. Uh, anyway, interesting. So I'm kind of brain farting a little bit. I had this crazy nap again yesterday. Amazing. I mean, just, (laughs) I honestly don't know. It was a long time I wasn't there. And then at one point I was like, oh my goodness, it's gonna be like around 5.30 and I'm looking up and it's like 6.13 PM, which means in about half an hour, I'm heading out to the math. And I'm like, my goodness. And I kind of like to do a little bit of the philopelia reading to get me in a, in a mood for, uh, you know, to help me get into that place nicer. And uh, <laughs> it was tricky. But I am kind of open to it, actually. You know? Because I had a tendency before to see that as being lazy, you know, to not do anything. And and definitely my time here in Hamilena my goodness, by any textbook, you know, it could be considered very lazy, very complacent, very indulgent. I don't feel that way at all about it, but I, I can, I could see, you know, that some of the way the day is filled looks, you know, to be like vacuous, you know, spacious, doesn't seem serious. But I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying that experience. I'm curious to see uh, about those kind of nap. Oh, I had a funny dream. The nap made me think of that. I kind of woke up, <laughs> and it's kind of weird. I was in Jay-Z's house. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I like almost no form of rap. And uh, just have a little. I've listened to Jay-Z. I, I, I just didn't change my... Um, my prejudice against rap. And um uh, Eminem is the one that I've enjoyed. I enjoyed his anger, his creative uh, the creative way in which he expresses anger. I kind of like Hey you Yes. And uh and I was in his house and so I like I knew he was Jay Z and I knew he was very rich. But then I was like he was showing me his kitchen and I'm like that's not a very nice kitchen for somebody with the money, somebody like you with your money? how, <laughs> how are you? Anyway, it was kind of weird. It felt like it was a kitchen from the 80s, you know, kind of wooden the wall. And, well, at least in the US, they had kind of wooden panel, pretty bad. Horrible. The 80s is, I think, the 80s mark a horrible period in that time at all the levels, artistically. and All of it, music, movies. I don't know about the painting and all that stuff, but my goodness. Anyway, funny. Then I dreamt about Jay-Z, which is like, oh, I dream about Jay-Z. <laughs> I have no idea. That was definitely a weird one, but at least it, there was no, there was no serial killer. So <laughs> I'll take Jay-Z over a serial killer. I think that's kind of a nicer way to wake up. Anyway, here's a blue toilet. So people have dumped, you know? So there's a hole, oh, there's more than one toilet. Oh no, that must be the sink, yeah? So it's a sink, the toilet, the toilet tank. So, yeah, quite a bit of a, I a very trashy part of town here. Anywho, Oof, yeah, I'm not gonna be out too long today. It is definitely cold and uh, I got a warm room waiting for me. So I'll be doing that reading when I come back. So, was there something else I wanted to share with you before I start to wander around, maybe picking some kind of a random thought to launch me into my next uh, monologue? No, I don't. I'm sure some stuff will come to me later. Uh, I've mentioned that I'm reading the Tao Te Ching, so I'm reading it a lot slower. So I'm kind of learning to discern, right, between uh, one type of text and another type of text. You know, meaning, uh, you know, the pace. So I'm, I'm just reading one little segment every day. But I have to say, it's, it's tricky. It is hard for me. Uh, I think a lot of my understanding or quote-unquote wisdom, you know, does not come from knowledge, but it comes from experience. I mean, there's no question that knowledge is relevant. For me, it is. But I think up to a point, like uh, this guy that I'm reading, I think is from the first century, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this Desert Father, and my goodness, it's like the way he's expounding his ideas, it was tricky at first, I mean, it still is, I just don't worry too much about, don't worry about, you know, you don't have to to drink up everything about everybody, you know, the quality of my experience reading him is different than the other guys, and uh very kind of like more philosophical, you know, very, very analytical. And I can, you know, I can go, depends on the ideas, but I can go but up to a point and then I get lost. I can follow, you know, and uh, I mean, I'm aware, you know, of my limitation of what I'm capable of. And it's definitely uh, something that's... And even thinking about well no, actually hold on, I'm I'm going too fast here, but reading this guy made me think about the life in the monastery and how, you know, like well, definitely a reason why that would not work for me. But that's not that's not accurate because you know, of course I could be living in a monastery and let's say whether I'd be working in a garden or in a kitchen, you know, doing the work and going to mass and not having that kind of uh, intense, contemplative, intellectual, you know, introspective or whatever those guys do, you know, they talk a lot in in the, in there. But the, you know, of course, the power of prayer and praying constantly, like uh, Saint Paul says, you know, and um, and and I guess the word prayer is tricky. You know, it's kind of like a red flag. It's like, what does that mean to pray? You know, that's something, too, in a Philokalia talks a lot about, you know, if you're going to do the vigils, the fasting, you know, the sleeping on the ground and all of that, and if it's not done for the right intention, forget it. Ram Dass too, talks about it. It's like it's not about what you're doing. It's why you're doing it. You know, don't let your left arm know what your right arm is doing type deal. Are you doing it for fame, for self-esteem, you know, for the glory? To achieve, like as if somehow achieving a goal. Are you doing it for the ego? Or is it kind of divinely inspired? You know, is it about something other than your ego? Hold on. And to me, that's very appealing, that idea of, again, the why. Why are you doing what you're doing? What is... Compelling you to do it, how are you justifying it? You know are you doing it because it's gonna make you superior Tap, pat pat you on the back and say, "Good boy, or that you'll get the girl you want or the job you want you know, or is it because yeah, you feel compelled for something that is not really worldly based you know it's not something that has benefit for you as its material entity, that is. In my case, the idea of Anthony, right? And I guess in a way I could look at my life as such because I am definitely not investing my time right now in uh, worldly affairs, right? I don't have a home. I mean, look at my resume, right? I have a, now I have about a four-year gap as a nomad, (laughs) as a world traveler. I mean, not that it's something that's worrisome, but in terms of understanding of the world, understanding of, you know, common sense, the material or the worldly common sense. You know, it's like, if you do that, that's pretty good. And if you don't, well, you know, according to the rule book, it's not a very good thing and in terms of where you should be. And so, why we do what we do? I don't know. I just can't get out of this one. Why we do what we do, I think, for me, is so much more important than what we do. And then yet we spend so much more time in the when, how, what, where. On the actual you know, nuts and bolts of doing what we do. But without too much forethought in terms of why? Why am I doing that? You know, or is it something that I've done, or why am I why do I keep repeating the same thing, basically expecting a different result? Unless Unless what you're doing really works for you, unless you're really happy with the, the fruit of your labor, then, you, then you're good. Then the, you're not going to change. I think it would be very, very hard to change if everything feels like it's working. Unless the understanding of what that means changes, and then you start to become bothered then you're going to be starting to look at it differently or questioning it. But if not, I don't see why would anybody do, you know, I don't see. And in my case, it's definitely the exact reason why, <laughs> in spite of my best efforts to, uh, to cope with it, or to, to, to override it. I, I just haven't been able to. Like in uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, if I remember correctly, you know, when the computer takes over and then you lose control. So, anyhow, a couple of people coming my way. Well, I guess some people only have a few bikers and... <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it is a little different here, I have to say, how people will look at you. And of course, you know, I do... I do make a point to also make eye contact. But they will not say anything. Very, very few we will say something. Anyhow. Now, it just felt strange to me. But I guess a different culture, you know. Actually, if I went to Africa or India, there would be some interesting things happening that to me, I wouldn't have a point of reference. Anyway, in summary, to resume in Soma, uh for no for finish finally yeah, for fin. oh, Por último para cerrar este esta grabación eh, para terminarla uh, to close this chapter as i'm going back up hill on a cloudy sunday in jamilena bravely facing the element, and uh, I'm not wondering too much, I hope that's not kind of coming across in my podcast, that I'm not really overthinking a lot of things, it's just interesting that, that exercise, you know, every morning, coming out, and then just starting to rent, Regardless whether I have something in mind or not. Or unless, you know, those few days that happened they're very few and far between where I'm like, no, not today. Or oh, I forget actually. Those things happen they just uh take the front seat and it uh, just uh, goes away, goes in a fog. I mean I do you know, of course I do I do wonder, but not too much, I mean uh I just talked about that, you know, if what you're doing is working, it's unlikely, you know, you will change. And in a way, you know, my life has been fructifera, has been productive, you know, has been fruitful. So, yeah, I don't see myself changing that approach, even though, you know, I don't know We'll get traffic now, three guys leaving the place, even though you know I don't know where it's taking me, which means you know I could crash and burn or whatever, but it's like I'm not concerned about the phenomenon of probabilities, you know it doesn't rule. I'm not looking for statistical difference or or the best statistics in terms of how should I move forward. Because the way that I feel is more relevant than any rational thought that I could pick out of that silly brain of mine. So, but that's the case because it's working, because it's producing fruit. So maybe something interesting to consider as I put a close to this chapter or to this episode, episodio. Uh capitulo paragrafo <laughs> uh, is if you're looking all around, if you have unease, then it may be a uh, intrinsic biofeedback letting you know that more than likely what you involve with however convenient it may appear or pleasant, you know. Is more than I claim that it. So trust, trust your inner experience, your inner feedback, your intuition, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we don't know. Since we do not know what we really want, only through the direct experience of it, do we have a feedback, a biofeedback, that is meaningful and actionable, you know, and to trust that. Whether well, it's a yes, let your yes be yes, and let your no be no. Does that make sense? Right? If you go somewhere, and then, let's say, you have a gathering, and when you come out of it, it's like, uh then all right. Then it wasn't for you. And then the other way around, you know, we're just like, wow, there's something there. And trust that, and then not because that's the end, that's an end on all. You know, it doesn't. It's not the answer to everything, but if you can, with each moment, that feels like very sloppy podcast. Um, I was just thinking now about deleting it, but I'm not going to, because the point here is not for me to get an A plus grade, but to trust. To trust the experience. And then to refine that practice by experience after experience after experience. Honoring what the quality of your experience is. And to see where that leads you. Because I do believe, though we don't know, I believe there is a path moving forward. And I do believe our intuition, our gut feeling, those things are part of it. They're part of the recipe, you know. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I think they're over. Yeah, here they are. Those two good dogs they always bark their head off when you go by the house. Doing their job, right? Protecting the house. Well, anyway, folks, I'm feeling kind of lazy right now. So it's gonna be a nice, I guess, a kind of chill afternoon here in Hamilina. Uh Sunday, of course. It is kind of nice, you know, to have that sense. When you live in a town where the site is small enough, and, you know, the businesses, most businesses are shut, so you have that kind of quietness. El lado quieto de los pueblos en la ciudad. And uh, it is nice. Well, there, yes. And uh, actually, I will tell you, one little silly bit. So they have a thing. Uh, they have a bike race. I think it's tomorrow. And the sign that from bike bike race by Octagon S2. Anyway, six six seven five eight one three four or five is the number de celular. So so they have that through town. They have those signs. So they're, gonna have, they're gonna have some kind of bike race. Very hilly here, that's for sure. Anyway, folks from Chile, hamilina I wish you all a beautiful day. Uh, yeah. You're here for a reason, you know. It just is. We just are. It just is. Find a way to breathe into it. Ah, letting you know that uh, mass. Is about to happen here. I think it's twelve thirty on Sunday. It's a morning one anyway. I'll be going tonight. Anyway guys, you'll have a beautiful one. It is twelve thirty on the dot. Love, peace. <laughs>